uh, it's been it's been a great journey for all of us to kind of explore this online world over this last few months. Uh, well, I don't know if everybody would say the same, but uh, everyone has a story uh, during this lockdown. I'm sure you all have a story, whether it's a good one, bad one, or I don't know where which category it would fit in. We all have a story to share when it comes to this, this crazy lockdown that is happening for so many months. And uh, talking about uh, uh, talking about craziness, there's so many speculations. There, there's so much of analysis going around globally when it comes to this one word called economy. You know, um, if you're someone who does not like following the news updates or the news headlines, I'm sure you still have not missed out on hearing about the massive impact every country's economy is having right now and of course uh, we can talk about the crazy after effects we all are experiencing as a result of that you know just just last week uh, i read a shocking stat about the employment figures in in india and uh, the economy the employment situation is is sometimes so heartbreaking it's depressing and and it kind of really leaves a person concerned and and if that is a crazy part, I think the real crazy part of this entire situation is we are expected to live in the midst of this. I don't know if, if, if you are living, if you are just surviving or if you're thriving in this, in this current season. Uh, but I'm sure you're doing one or the other uh, right now as we are navigating, as we are learning every day, every week, how to get up and do this, uh, do this time or do this, go through these months or go through these weeks where, where everything is so uncertain. I want to talk to you for the next few minutes uh, on this to topic or this title uh, that I've penned down called Living Well. Living well. I was uh, spending some time and I was reading uh, one of the stories in the Bible where Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God. And, and he uses this amazing illustration where he talks about the gifts of the talents, right? If you would have, if you would have uh, read this story or this parable of the gifts of the talents, and, and there's such great learnings, there's there, there such great learnings, there's so much of pearls of wisdom in that one. And this entire story is kind of based on the narrative of how well we ought to use our gifts and talents that we have been entrusted with. And, and that is when God really began uh, speaking to me about this one word. This one word that I want to maybe just expound on for this entire talk. Uh, talking about words, uh, the English words economics and, and economy comes from the Greek word oikonomia. I hope I said that right, uh, which, is, which is made up of these two parts. Uh, oikos, the word for house or household, and, and nomos, the word that is used for law. And so oikos and nomos together literally mean the house law. Uh, or to, to help us in this conversation, the manager of the household. Oikonomia is from, from where the English word economy is derived. And, and the English word that translates economia is this word stewardship. So, so stewardship 
and, and economics are closely related concepts. And in fact, for a Christ follower, there is not much of a distinction between them. Uh, we, we will get to that. We'll get to that. But I'm really excited to, to kind of challenge some of us. I'm really excited to kind of help each one of us learn something so significant and something so powerful that is, that is kind of laid out in the entire scriptures and in, in the Bible, right from the Old Testament to the New Testament, from the beginning to the end of the scriptures, there's this beautiful narrative of this word stewardship that we're going to be looking at as we talk on this topic called living well. See, even at the beginning of, of the creation, at the time of creation, God gave humanity a mandate and the mandate was to be fruitful and multiply. It was, it was for, the, for, 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 for mankind to reflect and mirror God's heart. Let's turn to Genesis 1. Uh, this, is, this is one of the favorite, one of the most classic uh, commands or mandates, like I said, that God has given humanity. And we're reading from the New Living Translation, Genesis 1, 26 to 29. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, this is, this is the key part, guys. God said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. Let's pray. God, we just want to thank you for this word. We want to thank you for every single person tuning in uh, who would be listening to it right now or even in the days, weeks, months, or even years to come. I pray your word would come alive, uh, not just during this time of listening, but your word would come alive in our hearts, in our lives, in our situations that we are caught up in, in the midst of. Uh, Father, we pray with everything that is going around us, I pray that your word would bring the stability, your word would bring the hope, the assurance that we need, Lord, to live well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, it's been, it's been a crazy time for so many people, uh, but I want us to kind of really uh, let go of the distractions, let go of uh, the things that might be bothering uh, you. I don't know how your week has been, but I really believe God wants to stir something in our hearts uh, as we dive into this word. We read about the, the mandate uh, in, in Genesis, right? The, the, this phrase, this, this powerful truth that God speaks or God spoke over humanity. They say, be fruitful and multiply. And, you know, the, the, if, you, if you kind of go and, and study on this phrase, if you kind of go back to your Bibles and, and to your personal times of reading and studying the scriptures, uh, you, you'll really understand that this involves, this mandate involves more than, uh, it, it's kind of more than just the religious expression of the church. The, the, 
the call to be fruitful, the call to multiply is more than just a lot of things that we do in the church. It's more than that. It has to do with how we engage in the places where you work. It has to do with how you engage in, in, the, in the places and, and the opportunities for business, how we treat each other. It, it kind of trickles into your relationships and all other spheres of influence as well. The, the dominion that, that God is talking about, the dominion that God speaks over the earth is not our license to kind of exploit. It's not like a license to, to kind of consume or destroy the earth, but it's a responsibility. Can you say that with me? It's a responsibility to exercise stewardship over our home and everything else by working and keeping it. And, and I want to kind of... Uh, lay the foundation for this talk by, by one of these amazing and incredible definitions that I love uh, by, this, by this guy called Hugh Wilchill. Stewardship, he says, is not one more thing that we have to do. It's not one more thing that we have to do, but a way of seeing everything we do already in a very different light. In a very different light. What a fantastic understanding and explanation of this powerful word it's it's about exercising our god-given dominion over his creation it is reflecting the image of our creator when we care when we take responsibility to ensure protection and beautification of his creation in fact like i said throughout the scriptures the language and the emphasis of stewardship cannot be missed it cannot be missed we see god command God commands uh, we see him encourage we see him remind and sometimes even rebuke uh, uh, to uh, uh, to help the people see the need to fulfill this great responsibility see because this is this is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring out this topic uh, on, on stewardship for all of us since the beginning of this year, we have been talking about the promises that God has given us. We have been talking about God-sized purposes. Uh, we have been talking about dreams and ambitions and, and all of that is good. See, we can have dreams and ambitions. We can have a God-sized purpose and we can even have a promise that would keep us going. But if we fail to steward all of this well, we are setting ourselves up for failures and disappointments. We are setting ourselves up for failures and disappointments if we lack or if we miss out on stewardship. One of the biggest revelations and one of the biggest learnings we can live with as a Christ follower is when you fully accept this principle that stewardship is more about responsibility, not ownership. I'm sorry if I disappointed some of you, if you heard me say this, but I'm going to say it again. Stewardship is more about a responsibility, not ownership. God is the one who's the sole owner of everything around us. There are, there are so many evidences and descriptions that validate this powerful truth. But in this particular conversation, let's look at what David says in one of his Psalms. In Psalm 24, the first two verses, David puts it down in this way. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. For he laid the earth's 
foundations on the seas and built on the ocean depths. What a beautiful description. What a beautiful description of the creator of the universe. The God whom we worship and live for. You know, to see and to, to fully see and experience this truth, we must be constantly aware that our time, our, our skills and, and every resource and every opportunity that we get comes from God. You know, I, that's, that's one thing that, that we live with. This is one powerful understanding and this is one powerful truth that we as Christ followers have to live with knowing that God is the sole owner of everything. And, and we as his sons and daughters have this, so, uh, I would say, provisional authority of managing and administering this responsibility on his behalf. It's a provisional authority. We have the responsibility to steward the opportunities and relationships well. You know, the, it's not just our relationship with Jesus Christ, but our relationships with the people around us, the opportunities that we get, whether it's in your educational space, whether it's in your entrepreneurial space, whether it's in your business, it's in your uh, workplaces, whichever spheres of influence that you are caught up in it's your responsibility it's my responsibility to steward those opportunities and and relationships well it's the the the, the gifts and the skills and the talents that you all possess it's your responsibility to steward those gifts and talents well it's your responsibility it's my responsibility to steward the skills and the gifts that the God-given abilities that, that are there within us. And, and as we learn to do that, as we learn to steward the opportunities, the relationships, the gifts and the talents well, eventually that helps us steward the call of God upon our life well. I love how C.S. Lewis puts it in this way when he talks about stewardship. Every faculty you have, your power of thinking or of moving your limbs from moment to moment is given you by God. If you devoted every moment of your whole life exclusively to his service, you could not give him anything that was not in a sense his own already. That is C.S. Lewis, classic C.S. Lewis pushing us, nudging us a bit to really understand this concept in such a beautiful and a profound way. But I don't know if you've been on that, on that track. I certainly have been in this space where we tend to kind of live in denial of this truth, right? At, at different instances and different seasons of your life, when we think that we are good enough, we think that we are capable enough to do things by ourselves. And, and, but... But, but let me say this, the sooner we get this in our heart, right, that we are not the owners, but merely managers with provisional authority, we learn to really steward every gift and every resource well. One of the reasons uh, this is such a timely talk for us is because with everything that is happening around us, we still have the ability and we still have the capacity in us because of Jesus to steward every resource well. 
I don't know if you're going through a financial crisis. I don't know if you're, if you're going uh, on a crisis of opportunities or lack of opportunities, no opportunities, pay cuts, job losses, whatever the problem is. I know everybody is battling or going through their own set of struggles. But can I tell you this? You can choose to focus on things that are not working out or you can choose to focus on the gifts, skills, abilities that God has given you. And more than that, I hope we focus on the mandate, the generational mandate that God has spoken over every single person that you have it in you to be fruitful and multiply irrespective the season that we are caught up in. And that's where stewardship is so important. The realization of stewardship as a responsibility affects every decision and action of our lives for good. The, the way we see things will be so different. The way we do things will be so different because every decision, every response and every reaction to, to everything that we have or everything that we are doing will be in the light of what God has entrusted to us. See, each one of us is responsible to build our lives in every possible manner, right? Our lives is a gift that we have received from God. And, and, and in this limited time that we have in our hands, it is really up to us to steward every responsibility and every resource well. As zealous, if I, if I have to say as zealous, we have been given this privilege and this opportunity to build this community. Even in a pandemic, we, it's a privilege it's an opportunity to build this community for, you know, for us to be the, the timely and the relevant expression of God in every area of influence. Let me say that if you miss that, you and me are the timely and relevant expression of God in every area of influence. The gifts and skills of every individual coming together to build ourselves up and also impact the people around us with the eternal life-giving message of the gospel is the best opportunity we get to reflect the character and the heart of God. Let me, let me break that down because that's, an, that's what biblical stewardship sets us up for. It's not just about having faith. It's, it's living out our life in accordance to the faith in Jesus. It's not about just experiencing the unconditional love of God. It's about being an expression of that unconditional love of Jesus to the people around you. It's not just about enjoying this wisdom that you have been gifted with for yourself, but stepping out with every opportunity to bring the peace, to bring the joy in the community around you with the wisdom that you have been given. It's not also just about believing and professing Christ for yourself, but being a witness for the greatest and most trending love story ever. That's right, the most trending love story ever. That the same God, the creator of the universe, that the one who holds everything together would give his own life for me so that I don't have to lose mine. That's the expression of stewarding opportunities and skills 
well. Biblical stewardship comes to life fully when there is a principle of accountability. Because accountability is the backbone of healthy stewardship. Accountability is the backbone of healthy stewardship. See, the desire and the willingness to live well needs to be backed up with habits and disciplines of accountability. Because it's through this, this discipline of accountability that growth actually happens. See, in, in every season, this is what I've realized, this is what I'm learning, and, and I'm thankful for the people in my life. In every season that you, that you can go through, you need good, trusted friends. In every season. Whether it's a, it's a mountaintop, it's a valley low, whether things are working out for you, things are not working out for you, you need good, trusted friends and you need leaders who can speak into your life and help you grow well, help you mature well and teach you and help you to even live well. Man, I hope you're not doing life by yourself. I hope that especially during these crazy times, you've got that one person, you've got those few friends, you, you know, who are at your speed dial, who you can call and not just talk about work, not just talk about the things that you're doing, but talk about living well and talk about growing well, because we are not meant to be lone rangers. We are designed for community. We are designed for community and I hope there are people around you who can guide you. There are, I hope there are people around you that you are, are comfortable enough to open yourself up to. You don't always have to have the solution for yourself. There are people who will come along and journey with you, maybe push you a bit, nudge you a bit, ask you those, those, those strong, those hard questions so that you and me can grow well. Do you have those people in your life? Do you have somebody who can push you, who can nudge you, who can, who can maybe even correct you if, if, there's a, if there's a time and space for that, but with an intention to help you grow well, with an intention to help you mature well? Because, you know, if, even if you have the desire to steward the gifts of God and the skills and everything, the time, the talents, the treasure, if you have the desire to steward all of that, you need accountability. You need to learn the value of accountability. We need to value accountability, especially, uh, especially I want to speak to the, to the young folks out there. I want us to really embrace the value of being accountable to people around us. We are not meant to do life by ourselves. We, this entire aspect of even building this community, I hope that in a, it's in, because it's in this, you know, in a, in a God-centered community that helps us not just to embrace the promises of God, but it, it also teaches us to be accountable to one another, to steward those gifts and those skills well. That, that's something that really helps us grow and mature in your faith. And, and I want to pull it back to the story of the gifts of the talents, right? All the steward, the, the three people who got their gifts, who got their talents and who received it from the master, the stewards 
eventually had to give an account to the master for the gifts they have received. In the light of our relationship with God, we are first accountable to Jesus. We are first accountable to God and, and, and we eventually will have to give an account to him for all our actions and everything that we do with our little time here on earth. So, so if you're saying, Nanad, I think I can get away with this, this accountability business. Uh, I, don't, I don't need it. I think I'm good by myself. I think you've got this entire Christian faith wrong. Because in order for us to grow, Paul even puts it in, this, in such a, a beautiful way in Romans 14, 12. This is what he says. Therefore, each one must answer for himself and give a personal account of his own life before whom? Before God. So as much as you and me are accountable to God, I hope you and me can also be accountable to each other, to, to, your, to your friends, to your leaders, to, to the people who you have that rapport and that comfort with. Because the attitude and the responsibility of stewarding, it, it teaches us to, to simply be obedient. It teaches us to, to shape it kind of shapes our heart to submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And it helps us to keep, if I would say, it helps us daily to keep pride and arrogance far off and to live in the fullness of our God-given potential. Healthy stewardship is a precursor to mirroring God's heart in every situation. That's what you and me are called to do, to mirror, to reflect God's heart in every situation. So as we wrap this up, the ultimate question for you and me is this. Am I still the one who's calling the shots for my life, acting and, and behaving as though I'm the sole owner? Or does Jesus have the ultimate say in my life about the things I need to do, the things I say, the decisions I make, the responses, the reactions, everything. Does Jesus have the ultimate say in my life? See, because we can continue to, to live our lives in this illusion that we can control and own our lives or, or, or we learn to submit to the reign and the authority of Jesus. This is the difference between the great uh, I will and, and the great God's will. And I think when we are able to really answer these questions for ourselves, we are giving ourselves the opportunities to take responsibility and allow God to do His work in our lives. Allow God to do His work in our lives. Remember the mandate. The mandate for humanity is to be fruitful and multiply. But the mandate also comes with the responsibility to steward everything that we have received, to steward it with the leading and the guidance of Jesus. To really answer that question for, uh, for yourself and, and each one of us that are you still calling the shots in your life or are you depending on the leading of the Holy Spirit? To, to guide you, to speak into your life. Because let me close out with this. When you are stewarding well, you are living 
well. When you are stewarding well, you are living well. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.